Well, come on, if you love him, put those hands together. If you're saved and you know it, clap your hands. If you're sanctified and you know it, stomp your feet. And if you believe in God for a miracle in the next 45 minutes, would you open your mouth? Would you throw your head back? And would you give God your best praise? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for your great faithfulness. Thank you for bringing us to this place. God, I pray that they will not see jazz, but they will see Jesus. They won't hear jazz, but they will hear Jesus. And when all is said and done, we thank you that your name will be glorified. Your people will be edified and the very devil will be horrified. Because we ask it in the precious, the powerful, the permanent name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. And the people of God who is a breathing, walking, talking miracle. Come on and give the Lord a hand of praise one more time. What's up, Change Church? Hey, thank y'all so very much. Before you take your seat, can you thank God for the BMW? That's the black man who carries the word. Give it up for Pastor Darius Daniel. Come on, give it up for Pastor Darius. Come on, give it up for that BMW. Come on. Amen. Your pastor is not a hoopty, he's a BMW. Amen. Amen. He work it out. He walk it out. He worship it. He, he's a BMW. And we know behind and beside every great man is a bad mama jamma. Give it up. Come on for first lady. Darius Daniel. God bless you. We love you dearly. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to be here. I am so honored to be here. Thank y'all for having me back. Amen. I have a statement in my church. Once is a mistake. Twice is a habit. Three times it's a lifestyle. Y'all check that. Okay. Once is a mistake. All right. I married the wrong joker. That was one time. All right. All right. Then if you see me next year, I'm still married to another joker. Amen. I, I moved from a mistake to a habit to a lifestyle. So I'm so glad to be here. And I'm excited about that new building. Come on. Give God some praise. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, I, I, I've already been, I already set aside and been praying about my seed because December the 10th, I'm sending my seed up in here, amen, amen. My church and I, we're going to be playing, praying and sending a seed up in here because it's impossible for God to do it for somebody and he doesn't do it for you, all right? And so we, we believe in God for building also, so when God blesses you, he's going to bless us all, so hello somebody, all right. The sign that you're spiritually mature is when you can shout over somebody else's blessing. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, the next 40 minutes, I'm going to be hollering for your stuff. Come on, say, the next 20 minutes, I'm about to scream for your stuff. Come on, the next 20 minutes, I'm about to tell this place. Amen. So, yeah, um, um, so I, I'm excited about it. And, and when we leave here, we want to stay in touch with you on our, on our social media, Facebook, YouTube, IG, I am Dr. Jazz. Holler at me. I promise to holler back at you. All right. Now, listen, I've been preaching all day long. Started off at 8 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. You got to check. I don't know how you're going to get the 8 o'clock service, but you got to get the 8 o'clock service. It was about vote. Now, let me tell you, I've been preaching for 20 years, and what I did today, I have never done before in my life. All right. I've been preaching for... For 20 years, I preach on Woman Down Loose, Megafest, TBN, Word Network, in my little tree house in Trinidad. I moved from the tree house to the potter's house, I'm trying to tell you. I, I, 
I've been doing I've been doing this for 20 years, and I preach all over the country. I just preached in Paris, uh, but 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 uh, bonjour, God bless you. All right, all right, all right. But 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 one thing is, I've never done what the Lord assigned me to do today, and I was trying to figure out why. It's because you guys are such special people that God downloaded. Uh, I, we call it a trilogy, a trill, a changeology. That's what I call. It. That means I stayed in the same text. I've been in the same text all day from a different perspective. So at the eight o'clock, being First Samuel chapter seventeen, at the eight o'clock, I came from the Goliath perspective. At the next, the last service, I came from. David perspective, but not Geneva and says she saved the best for last. Oh my God. Oh, come on. We need to do a pew check right now. Look around, say, neighbor, I need you to give me some elbow room because I'm about to tear it up in here. Who am I talking to? Come on, say, give me some room right now. Give me some room right now. Come on, say, give me some room right now. Oh my God. When I tell y'all, I've been waiting for y'all all day long. I, I mean, I've been waiting for this crowd all day long. I've been waiting for y'all. Look at your neighbor say, this is the time, this is the hour for us to tell. Samuel chapter 17. Oh my God. So at the 8 o'clock service, I preach on vote. Look at your neighbor say vote, 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 vote. Vote stands for victory over the enemy. All right, all right. Look at your neighbor say, I already got it. Come on, y'all may say. Come on, say, I already got the V, I, C, T, O, R. Y'all got it. Come on, let me see y'all wave at me. You already got it. You already got it. You already got it. And then on the last service, I give some strategy on, I preach from the subject, this is how I win my battles. This is how I fight my battle. All right, First Samuel chapter 17. What's up, Jersey? Is Jersey in the house? All right, all right. Okay, all right, all right. Well, they in here literally. All right, all right. What's up online, folks? Y'all give it up for them online. Okay, um, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I get to really, oh, we about to ride, Doc. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be on and popping. Then, okay, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearing in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, growing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks and, and the Philistine cursed David by his gods? Come here, he said, my goodness, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animal. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and with spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the army of Israel whom you defiled today. Oh my goodness. Look what he said. I will strike you down and cut 
cut your head off. This day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world, Lord help me up in here, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Paris, Punta Canta, Jamaica, Trinidad, Aruba, Jamaica. Come on up in here. The whole world will know that there is no God in Israel, Lord help me, like our God. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out a stone. He slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone struck into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Look at verse 50. David tried over the Philistine with a sling and a stone without a sword in his hand. He struck down the Philistine and killed them. Oh my God. Can I go to the next verse? I think I got me. And drew it from the chair. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. When the Philistines saw it, that their hero was dead, they turned and Okay, come on, say, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah, did y'all see that? Oh, my goodness, the men of Judah, Israel and Judah, with a shout and pursued the Philistine to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were sworn along the Shalom road to Gath. My God, the word of God for the people of God. Jump over also to our next scripture. All right, listen, listen, I want to preach from the subject. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to have to get it today. Come on. I, what I want to preach from, I want you to look your neighbor in their eyes. I want you to get an attitude and say, a praise goes right here. Okay, that's the wrong neighbor. Come on, I need you to look them in the eyes. Come on, get your attitude and say, I don't know what you're waiting on, but a praise goes right here. I'm not even going to wait till I get to the end of the sermon to give you an opportunity to praise him. I said, a praise Come on, put it right there. Put it, put it. Pick your feet up and put it right there. If you've been through anything, our praise goes right there. If you have been anywhere in church, even if you have been in the parking lot, you have heard of the story in regards to David and Goliath. If you grew up in church, if you're new to church, if you're on the parking lot of the church, if you are online, all of us, let me see all of y'all who have heard of the story of David and Goliath. I don't mean to mess your theology up, but they named it the wrong story. Because it's this story is really not about David and Goliath. Dr. Jazz, how dare you say that? We learned in Sunday school it's about David and Goliath. We learned in Bible study. It's about David and Goliath. You came all the way from Trinidad to tell us that 1 Samuel chapter 17 is not about David and Goliath. You're going to have to prove it. Well, let me prove it. Remember, there's a battle going on in 1 Samuel chapter 17. On one hand, you got the children of Israel. And on the other hand, you have the Philistine who's got an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world by the name of Goliath. 
on one side, you've got Goliath. On the other side, you do not have David. You have Saul. Because remember, David is yet to be king. Hello, somebody. Uh, David has the anointing, but he's waiting on the appointment. Uh, David is not king yet. David has the anointing, uh, but he's waiting on the appointment. And Saul had the appointment, but ain't got the anointing. Uh, nothing is worse. Nothing is worse than when you are operating in a place where you've been appointed, but ain't got the anointing. Uh, you see, people always ask me, Dr. Jazz, how you can preach three times? And seem excited at the end of the sermon uh, because it's not about the appointment it's about the anointment uh, you see the anointment makes ministry easy hello somebody uh, I said the anointment makes you look good doing what you're doing uh, if you stressed out pulling your hair biting your nails you may have the appointment but not the anointment uh, look at your neighbor and say you don't want to get mad without the anointment uh, you don't want to start a business without the anointing uh, because it's the anointing that destroys the you and that's why people can't stand you. They're trying to figure out how you got where you got. You're not as educated as them. You're not gifted as them. Your parents is not as rich as them. And yet God has elevated you. Nudging him. He said, that's the anointing, baby. Because when the hand of God is on your life, you can be on the backside of the desert and the appointment will find you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, surely goodness is chasing me. Come on, say goodness is chasing me goodness and mercy is chasing me David 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 had the anointing but Saul had the appointment in other words check this out change Saul was the people's choice David was God's choice Y'all missed it. I said Saul was the people's choice. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a choice this morning. You can either be the people's choice or you can be God's choice. But if the people choose you, they can fire you. But when God elevates you, when God opens a door, when God lifts you up, when God opens a door, there is no man, no devil, no demon. Slap fight at your neighbor and say, when God opened the door, no devil can stop you, no demon can stop you no sickness can stop you because I'm God's choice God my God David is God's choice but David has to go through basic training are y'all still out there? I said David has to go through basic training. God does not move him from the back of the line just to the front of the line. God gives him a J-O-B, a job. That is, he's supposed to take care of his daddy's flock. The sign that you're spiritually mature is when you can take care of another man's stuff. Oh my goodness, the sign that you're spiritually mature is when you can shout over somebody else is blessing. Uh, look at your neighbor and say the next 20 minutes you're going to scream over your stuff. Uh, but the next 20 seconds holler for my stuff. Uh, the next 19 seconds scream for my stuff. Uh, the next 18 seconds praise him for my stuff. Uh, the next 15 seconds scream like you lost your mind. Uh, and look at your neighbor and say this holler is for your stuff. Come on, look down your row and say, I just saw you in your future and you look brighter, you look better. I just saw. The sign, come on, sit down. The sign that you're spiritually mature, the sign where you're spiritually mature is when you can take care. 
I've done the main stuff. I remember being on staff. I remember being on staff for my pastor, Pastor Booth, and he just gave me a simple assignment. I just want you to go pick up Gardner Taylor and go pick up E.K. Bailey and go pick up A. Lewis Patterson. Y'all don't know those kinds of people. Go pick up. That was a small assignment. And one day, go talk to Bishop Jakes. You're going to catch it on your way home. You see, that's why you cannot despise small assignment. Look at you and say, we started from the bottom, but we're on our way to the top. Who am I preaching to? Look at you and say, we started from the bottom, but we're on our way to the top. And if you can shout at the bottom, guess what you're going to do when you get to the top? Somebody scream like you're already on the top. Somebody holler. You're going to catch this. This is going to mess you all up. Okay, this is going to mess you up. Half, half of the Psalms that David wrote, he wrote it from the bottom. Half of the Psalms that David wrote, he didn't write it as king. He wrote it on the backside of the mountain. When his daddy didn't believe in him, he wrote, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When people were talking about him, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. When people tried to kill him, he said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. In other words, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I didn't wait till I get to the place to have a praise. I had a praise back home at the ranch. I had a praise in my one bedroom apartment. Is there anybody up in here who said I didn't wait till I get to church to shout? I've been shouting in my house all day long. This is just a public praise of what I've been doing in private. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he David, David did not wait till he got to the top to praise God with, with no money in his pocket, with no title, with no position. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Look at you and say, you wait until you get something for you to praise him. But if you can praise him with nothing, then he knows when he gives you something. Oh, look at you and say, I dare you to shout while you're waiting on your promotion. I dare you to holler while you're waiting on your elevation. All the single women holler at me before I ever get a Boaz. I got a praise in here. I'm not going tells him is I want you his dad gives him a small assignment that's why it's important for you to take care of the small assignment yeah 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 if you if you can't take care of a one bedroom apartment you ain't ready for a mansion if you can't make your own bed up you're not ready to be in my bed preach pastor Jay. can I if you can't pay your bills come on up in here come on cause I don't want no scrub Come on, well, who am I talking to? Look at your neighbor and say, don't try to holler at me driving your mama's car. You got to get your own, baby. You got... I told y'all I waited for y'all all day. David, 
David is given a small assignment. And come on, sit down. And his assignment is this. I want you to take your brother some lunch. Drop off some Big Mac and French fries and then make a U-turn and come back home. So David takes the small assignment. He takes presiding as important as preaching. Listen, he takes parking the car as important as being the praise leader. Because you wait until you get the mic to shout. But God said, I know what you'll do in the pulpit based on what you do in the pew. Look at your neighbor and say, let me show you what I'm going to do. Come on, look at them and say, I got a praise in the pew. It's just a matter of time. If I never get to the pulpit, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all David takes his brother some. He takes his brother some lunch, and the Bible says when he's out there, he sees Goliath. He hears Goliath. Goliath is trash-talking. Goliath is calling him everything but a child of God. And David has to deal with negative people. His brother said, what you doing down here? And with whom you left those few sheeps with? That's very condescending. Because if you look around in the church, you'll know that sheeps don't come in few. Y'all missed it. I say, so, so his brother is condescending. And sometimes your number one enemy is not in the street, they're in your sheets. I said, sometimes your number one enemy is not in the club, they are in church. Preach Pastor Jazz. David has to deal with negativity from a family member. His oldest brother is belittling him, looking down at him, and said, what you doing here, and with whom have you left those few sheep with? And David blocked out the noise, and then he stands before Saul, and he tells Saul, don't sweat it, I'll go and kill him. And Saul, who is the current king, says to David, you're not able to go fight him. Now, you would think Saul would be more supportive, because after all, Goliath is not David's giant it is Saul's giant oh y'all miss your cue I said Goliath is not David's giant it is Saul's giant lean up let me tell you something you fighting a giant that ain't even yours it's your mama's God help me I said you fighting a giant where are the giant slayers up in here you fighting a giant that ain't even yours it's your daddy and instead of your mama slaying it she slept with it preach pastor jazz but look at your neighbor and say I'm about to kill it he met the wrong person. Who am I talking to? I want you to declare this is the last year. Whatever giant my family is facing, I'm the giant killer. That's why you came to the kingdom for such a time as this. That's why drugs can kill you. Your haters can kill you. The devil can kill you. Because you came to the kingdom for such a time as this. Look at your neighbors and that's why you're still here. Even after COVID, because you got a giant to kill. Oh, the giant slayer, holler at me like you lost your mind. I said, scream at me like you lost your mind. Some of the giants that you are facing, it's not even yours. It's your mama's. It is three 
generation before you. Your mama had to deal with it. Your grandmama had to deal with it. And your grandmama had to deal with it. But look at you and said the buck stops here. Come on, say, I'm the last generation that gonna have to fight this same giant. I need a thousand people who get in ready. Look at you and say, it means war. Come on, say, this is the last time. This devil you see today, you will not see it again. Somebody holler, never again. I am the first generation that came out of Trinidad with an education. I, I, I'm the first generation of preachers in my family. We grew up in a culture of selling drugs and smoking weed and, and doing all kind of crazy stuff. I'm the first generation. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not just the first, but I won't be the last. Oh. Your children, children. This shout is for the children who ain't even been born yet. You getting ready to kill a giant because when your children come to existence, they, oh my God. David, David is fighting another man's giant. And some of you, some of you, you raising, you know how you know you have grace on your life? It's when you are raising another man's child. is when you are building somebody else's business you want to know when you got grace is when you building another man's house but I came to prophesy to you God won't let you do it for somebody and he won't do it for you I just felt that right there look at your neighbor and say he won't let you do it for somebody and he won't do it for you it is no secret what God can do if he did it for Darius Daniel David says to Saul I will fight your giant that's what David said. He said, you're, you're scared and you're backed up against the wall, but I got it. Would you touch him and say, I was made for this. That's the wrong day, but say, I was made for this. God would not put you in the battle if you were not made for it. God would not put you in that situation if you were not made for it. Come on, push on your neighbor's back and say, you were made for this. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I set you up to be a prophet. I need you to slap fight with three people and say, I was made for this. The stuff I've been through, I was made for this. That's why I had to kill a lion and a bear. It's because God was building my muscle. And if I can kill a lion and a bear, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dared to defy the Every, somebody holler every, every experience, every, every experience, every experience you've been through, it was making you. Every, 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 listen real good. Every rejection, it was not rejection, it was redirection. Oh. 
I feel the Holy Ghost. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not rejection. It was redirection. Every door that was closed, he opens another door. I need you to slap five at your neighbor and say, I've been in boot camp, baby. I've been working on my praise. I've been working on my shout. I've been working on my scream. I've been working on my hallelujah. And you came to the right service at the right time because I pray. God, God never wastes. God, God never wastes an experience. I remember when I was 12, I went to find out if this man was my father. And I rang the doorbell and I said, they told me that you're my daddy. And he said to me, why would they tell you that? You're not my daughter. I wouldn't want to be your father. And he slammed that door. Later on, I found out that he was married and had an affair with my mother. And so he can claim me. Oh, God doesn't waste an experience. I remember when I was married for four years. And I came home after preaching revival. And all my stuff was on the lawn. The brother had changed the locks. He had slashed the tires. He had destroyed the car. First lady, he killed. He broke the left shoes and left the right shoes. And I stood at that door. Oh, but God hasn't wasted an experience. I remember when I was pastoring a church in the DMV. Bishop Jakes installed me. But because of a legal battle, they lost the case. And I had to leave that place. God does not waste an experience. I remember when 10 people sued me because I moved from the left side of the tongue to the right side of the tongue. God doesn't waste an experience. My praise is a subtotal of all the experience that I've been through and I'm still here. Look at your neighbor and say if you haven't been through anything, you should leave church earlier. But if you've been through something and you're still alive, you ought to let the devil hear you. You ought to let haters hear you. You ought to let your ex hear you. I'm still here. After all the stuff I've been through, I'm still here. Somebody put a praise right. David picks up a stone and the Bible said as David picks up a stone he throws it at Goliath he shoots it at Goliath he kills Goliath at the first service I came from the angle of Goliath at the second service I came from the angle of David but on this service I'm coming from post victory Okay, y'all missed it. At the eight o'clock, it was pre-victory. At the next service, it was in the middle of victory. But at this service, I need somebody to look back and say, I just got a flashback. I just saw what the Lord delivered me from. I need you to look back and say, God just brought me out. This shout is for what he delivered me from. This is a pause. This is, this is, 
this is, this is after, after you won the lawsuit. This is after coming through bankruptcy. This is after having to deal with COVID. You see, there's two kinds of poisons in here. We call them BC and AC. When I say BC, you thinking about before Christ and after Christ. I'm saying before COVID and after COVID. Before COVID, you need the drums. Before COVID, you need the organ. Before COVID, you need the keyboard. Before COVID, you need the preacher to preach you up. But after a million people died in COVID, after 20 million people lost their mind. Look at your neighbor and say, I don't need none of that. All of that is accessories. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, look at your neighbor and say, this is an after COVID praise, after cancer praise, after a divorce praise, after radiation. Somebody open your mouth and tear this roof off and say, neighbor, I gotta praise and I gotta get it. Most of the time, most of the time, whenever we deal with this story, we always stop at the place where David knocked out Goliath, go and get his sword, cuts his head off, and sing in the words of Donna Lawrence, giants do die. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I thought, post, oh, as we're on our way to Thanksgiving, I don't want you to miss the opportunity to have the proper response for victory. I want to make sure that when God gives you victory in your faith, your family, your finances, and your flesh, that there is a proper response. Now, here's a couple of things I learned about victory that's going to help you, and that is victory always, or victory sends the enemy running. I said victory sends the enemy running. Uh, Justin, as soon as David cut off the head of Goliath, everybody under Goliath started running. Oh my God. I said as soon as God gives him victory, all you need to do is cut the head off and the body will scatter. The Bible said as soon as David kills Goliath, the Bible said my God, everybody started running. That's why it's so important for you to understand that you got to praise God for what he's already done. But here's the second thing I learned about victory. And that is victory requires that we finish the job. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Some of you, you just stop at the point where David cuts the head off of David. Off of Goliath. But David does more. You see, some of you, you get to 90 but you won't finish. I need you to snap five with three people and say, you got to finish it. We getting ready to the end of the year. You got to finish what you started. How many of you started something in January? How many of you started something in April? Look at your neighbor and say, you going to finish strong. I need you to snap five with five people and say, I'm a finisher. I don't just start stuff. I'm going to finish it. That's why I came to the last service. I started 
started at eight, but I'm going to finish this service. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to finish what my mama didn't finish. I'm going to finish what my daddy didn't finish. I'm going to finish strong. Pull your neighbor by the hand and say, I'm a finisher. Come on, push them on their back and say, you're going to finish it. You're going to finish that school. You're going to finish that business. You're going to finish that degree. Push on your neighbors on the back and say, you are finisher, baby. Come on, say, you are finisher. Whatever you started, you got to. Come on, push on your neighbor. Say you're too close not to finish. You're too close not to finish. Pull your neighbor by the head. Pull it like you're rocking and rolling. And say you're too close to not to finish. You're too close to not to finish. The race is not given to the swift or the fast. But don't. I just need five people to run, run, run. I just need five people to run. You got to run through a troop. You're going to leap over a wall. I need some runners. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, look how I'm going to finish this year. Look how I'm going to finish this year. Look how I'm going to finish this year. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm gonna finish what I started. Say, neighbor, I'm gonna finish what I started. Say, neighbor, I'm gonna finish what I started. The race is not given to the swift nor the fast, but die. I feel like preaching. Ooh. I feel like preaching. It's like fire. Shut up in my boat. I need somebody to run to the finish line. requires that I, I, I finish what I started. Look at you and say, you got to finish it. You can, 99 and a half. You, you can't just, you can't just knock him out. You got to get a sword and cut the head off. Because if you just knock him out, he just has a concussion, but he ain't really dead. Look at your and say, you got to cut the head of the snake off. You got to get to the coffin and you got to... Somebody holler, I'm cutting it off. But here's the last thing. Here's the last thing. Y'all got time for one more? Y'all got time for one more? My response, my response to victory is that victory lets the enemy keeps on running. Victory, victory requires that I, that I, that I finish what I started. 
Uh, but with victory, victory gives God the glory. <laughs> I love this text. It's right in the text. Oh God. First lady, y'all got insurance for the building? The Bible says that after David knocked Goliath out and cut his head off, two things happened in the text. Oh my God. The Bible says that the children of Israel break out in a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, if you wanted a quiet service, you should have come to the eight. If you wanted a quiet service, you should have stayed at home. But this service is for the loud, big mouth, crazy people. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is how I win my battle. Break out in a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, excuse me if I'm getting too loud and I'm getting on your last nerve. There's a spot for you on the parking lot. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. Look at your neighbor and say there's a season and a time for everything. There's a time to be cute. There's a time to be quiet. But this is not the time. This is the time that if you got the victory, you open your mouth and you shout. Pull your neighbor by the hand and say excuse me but I gotta shout that I gotta get it out I've gotta praise and I gotta get it out I gotta dance and I gotta get it out I gotta scream and I gotta get it out let everything that has breath break says they not only shouted but the chapter after that it said they started singing look at your neighbor say I don't just have a shout but I got a song I got a dance is there anybody in here who said when I open my mouth I go sing like I lost my mind come on open your mouth we getting ready to get out of here and sing to the glory of God. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. I'll be thankful unto him and I will bless. Can you give us 60 seconds to tear this place up and go for your shop?
your neighbor. Say, I've got a place and I gotta get it out. 